<laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Swolecast here on rotogrunners.com. My name is David Kitchen, joined by Peter Overzet and Davis Matic. Uh, Tuttle said he would join, but there was conditions Uh-oh. upon him joining. I fear we will not be able to meet these conditions. He he said, I'll hop on if you can give me some insight on the distribution of ownership on and they listed four pitchers. I would love to. I mean, what I've heard is ownership is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you just say whatever numbers you want and then the field will will do that. So I I can definitely help out with that. You just moved the needle. <laughs> um, welcome, everyone. Leave comments. We're live. We're testing this new software. Every week is going to be a new adventure. And uh, Peter and Davis have agreed to uh, Davis, go on this adventure uh, Kitchen, with it. I'm yeah. on the Swolecast YouTube right now. I refresh the thing, and all I see is a blank page that says waiting for Swolecast. Uh, there might be two different streams no no it's it's live it's live i see so it. i it's so live. i tweeted out the wrong link is what happened you, yes <laughs> yeah i tweeted out i, I tweeted out way to go i tweet i tweeted out the right one though i know i know right. thank you david hey uh peter can you just retweet davis yes i'll retweet this davis is the, this is the whole thesis of the show uh for those that are you know <sighs> wanting some deep dive analysis we're gonna get to it but this is in beta Peter, I would think by now you would have learned to live with the beta. I I think the message I sent in Slack, I think, would indicate that Davis was wondering where the link was 12 minutes before we went live. And I said, trust the process. <laughs> I know that this is all part yeah. of the process. <laughs> I uh, admittedly, I went on a little bit of a walk uh, before because I knew there was not going to be any time to do it afterwards i've got i do have a hard out too busy um, he's far too at busy at the end everybody. of the hour far too hard at the end of the hour a few other meetings next kitchen. week um kitchen yes. what is your heart out because i think i know what your heart out is it's a, is there a, a moon cat meeting. stream at 3 p.m eastern on the lucky <laughs> trader <laughs> channel no unlike you unlike you bro unlike you last week um with the Moonbirds uh spaces. <laughs> I actually have a meeting, an internal meeting next week. Also, Swolecast up in the air. Uh, because I will Surprise. be I will be <laughs> in, uh, in New York City. So, anyways, uh, as far as today, there is no agenda. You create your own agenda, a different swolecast, you might say. Uh, so let's just talk. About you, Davis. I want to know you posted a graphic of yourself saying it's good to be back in best ball season with um, a like a, a gra- was it a heart rate? Is that the Apple? Like, yeah, workout? So it was a it was a screenshot life for my workout this morning that I did while drafting in best ball mania three. OK, so um, an hour and a half. Is that what it was? hour and a half uh looks on, like on what though i want to know like how this how this works on six on so that's 60 stairs per minute so do you go to your you're going to a local gym now yep cup of coffee in the morning go to the gym put on put on the old trainers 
Stairmaster, you know, Best Ball Mania 3. It's like, it's like I've been waiting for it. You know, I've been doing weight training and stuff, but now I'm back to my roots of completely ignoring that and just doing cardiovascular workouts. How's the hernia? Uh, it's good. You want to, you want to, I, I actually thought of you this week though, uh, (laughs) because I've, I've had a, I've had a reoccurrence of my lateral epiclonditis, the, the golf elbow. So I can't, I can't lift any, I can't lift any weights for at least two or three weeks. So I, uh, but of course that reminded me of my glory fantasy insiders days back when, uh, when that, that happened to me originally. Yeah, so this is a reoccurring injury then. Well, really, it's just because I have poor form and and uh, don't don't take any rest days because I'm. Do you try to impress people at the gym? No, no, I just uh, I don't I don't create healthy boundaries for myself. I just get really obsessive when I do anything, whether it be drafting fantasy football teams, whether it be golfing exercise. I just I I am incapable of doing things like a normal person. It's it's all or nothing. Uh, Peter had, did you see Davis's graph? Like, I want to know how it compares to, to your graphs. Um, I actually was kind of judging the calories burn for a buck 22. I think I'm normally over crest the thousand mark. If I'm, Cause I'm you do, you do, you definitely do higher than you probably do like eight or nine when you do, I, when you do, the I stairs. do 10 is normally the, what yeah. I, no, no, but, no way. Am I doing that? For here's my thing though. Why, why were you on for so long? Because I had some of the super flex drafts when I did them on the Stairmaster would go that I did long, two, but now I did that two, we're, I did two drafts. Oh, you did two. Okay. I was going to say, so what are, they're clocking in at about what? 40 minutes right now. 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, I did. I did two. Honestly, the first one, I kind of, kind of like these early drafts, like I'm not in a rhythm yet. I don't know. You don't have your pocket picks. Uh, there are guys who are go- like Sky Moore, like doesn't have an ADP in the app, but he goes and like the 10th. So like, I just am still kind of figuring it out. And the first team I did was bad. Uh, like I had to like backdoor New England Patriots stack. So uh, I was not, I did not post that one. It's been interesting. <laughs> I, I did a, I did one of the live drafts yesterday morning and then I've hopped in a couple of slow and it does seem like there's this, uh, uh, spillover from the super flex brain where the elite quarterbacks are going much earlier than they would have. Well, the, the 80, BBM. you know, the, I, I think this is actually intelligent the way they do it, but it's like the site just has a universal ADP. It's not, there's not a, you know, like a BBM ADP or whatever. So even like, and, and this will even out, I think probably after like a week of people are, are doing these BBM drafts, but like Derek Carr is like a 10th round pick right now. And you know, three weeks from now, he'll be back where Derek Carr is supposed to go. Uh, so I, I, I think like, as long as you can mitigate that, there's a little bit of profit to be made in these drafts right now, but also like the drafts on underdog right now are just like nothing but total degen sickos. Like you're the, the soft action is not being found in the underdog lobby right now. Yeah. I mean, what, I, I'm uh, just looking, they've I had saw Nick, I think post that last that on yesterday surpassed their biggest day Hayden posted that yeah it was the yes yesterday was the most drafts they'd ever had off in any day in any previously was August of last year you know when when everyone is drafting and trying to to fill the draft so just uh like you said a bunch of sickos and I I wonder if that's going to spill over into other platforms as well uh where people are just going to use 
underdog ADP as their uh, default rankings for some of these other sites. So the interesting thing, right? Like if this pace, I was just doing some simple math on uh, 5,200 entrants so far, if we stay at this pace, we will be done in, in 86 days. So we would, we would definitely fill uh, well before the season started, which last year, BBM three filled what, like a day before two days before mm -hmm. yeah. or BBM two. So yeah, it'll be, everyone it'll was be trying to get into the, uh, the small dog. Was it the poodle? The puppy, the puppy, puppy. Yeah. Once they, <laughs> once the they, as a name. <laughs> once they, once they open that, the fill, I mean, the fill rate is going to decline naturally anyways. Yeah. Like it obviously would never hold up on that pace, but uh the the puppy also when they when they launch those it impacts the fill rate of bbm which is fine i'm so torn because i obviously i want to blast off right now but i also really want the schedule <laughs> to come out before yeah I... it's, it's it's hard drafting right now a little bit yeah and it, when, when's a little the bit of luck like... involved this you week friday so. i think friday <laughs> All right, here's my question, Davis. Can we get, yeah. as we're, uh, you know, in beta, as we're just thinking of things on the fly, can we get a soul cast of you on the Stairmaster? No. Why? I was just going to say, I would love to be part of this. Can what, we do you an Stairmaster draft? You want me draft? to talk to you while I'm out of breath, like trying to, to do picks on the Stairmaster? Yeah, I feel like you're getting it now. I also go to like a crowded commercial gym. Like I'm not, I'm not really trying to do that. Interesting. I'll it, give it a it shot. It would be. Kitchen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew you would. Also, I go uh, to the gym. And, and obviously I, gym. I would at Planet Fitness. Uh, but it's like. Come on. Let's all I agree to, to do a Stairmaster stream. I also, I also go to the gym at six o'clock in the morning. Like it's going to, you're going to throw oh, my Davis. Well, maybe just out. adjust your schedule bro, for the sake. No, of dude. Content. No, dude. Don't you read, don't you read Holka's threads? I have a very consistent <laughs> schedule that I stick to every single day. I do the Davis, same thing every day. The point is, is we're the great thing about a Stairmaster draft is you get to do a draft and cardio at the same time. Imagine now better collective paying you, to, to exercise in draft all within an hour. It's the most efficient hour of your life. That's true. I'll I, think about it. Oh, geez. The uh, Dave, this is uh, like uh, we you can know, get no, JJ on the on the Peloton. I guarantee all, you, JJ uh, would do it on the Peloton. I, I intend the most amount of disrespect possible via this statement, but you can barely get a stream live from your computer. How are we? Yeah, thinking obviously, yeah. If I'm going to be from your phone, let me do it from if, Streamyard for that show. I'll take care of it for that. Well, we'll just have we'll have the old produce the old way of the producers setting up the show and hosting it from the office. Okay. Uh, so, Davis, it sounds like you're coming around though. Like, if we can solve these technical hurdles, uh, you're down for it. I'll think about it. I really don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to be the jackass having a conversation on the Stairmaster at my gym. That is the point. That is the whole point. Are we doing, are we is, doing a draft during this? Like, are we going to be doing a draft, like live Stairmaster draft on the Swolecast? Draft plus Swolecast plus Stairmaster. Or you could do, you could do bike to start out. Like we could start slow if you don't want to, uh, you know, embarrass yourself. It's not a problem David, for Peter I, David, or myself. I, I got to be honest. Like, I'm feeling pretty good at, like, I my cardiovascular shape is poor relative to, like, the average 
29 year old guy because I used to smoke, but it's better than yours. Okay. So don't, but that's not so the don't... point though. It's like, if, if you're wanting to like compare, <laughs> if you're wanting to like do like a competition, that's, that's like a different angle, right? Like how many stairs can we do during the drive? I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Rudman to give me my royalties for starting this whole thing. Because yeah, Rudman, no, Rudman loves this. No, he's, he's he's all on board for the stairmaster. So it's funny, you won't Davis, get the royalties you... if you don't do it on the show. Like it's you can't commit. Hang on, I want to call Davis out though. Davis saying he wants royalties for something. Although uh, yesterday there was a bit of drama. Um, <laughs> first of all, I beat him to a tweet, which was a callback to a Kyle Dvorak tweet. It was a very funny. He mentioned on draft night, Andy Isabella died, so Rondell could die. Very funny tweet. DeAndre Hopkins news breaks yesterday that he's going to be suspended. So I fire off a DeAndre Hopkins died. So Rondell could die tweet. And I tagged Kyle Dvorak in the tweet, a little homage, a hat tip to the creator of this, you know, four minutes later, Davis, you know, waddles over to his computer, fires off the same tweet and doesn't tag or credit Kyle Dvorak. I let Kyle know that Davis did him dirty. And Davis had a comment along the lines of, you know, uh, you're allowed to do a subtle homage uh, and the real ones know, know who did it. But so it's just interesting, though, in the Stairmaster case, you want credit for it. But when you're stealing tweets, you're not as concerned about it. Correct. I just want okay. whatever in any given situation, situation X, I'm trying to solve for Y and Y is what is going to benefit me the most. Like that's so, always, that's always the equation of my life, Peter. My most famous tweet ever was the Antonio Brown tweet uh, a couple years ago when he was in. Yeah. When you just, you just stole a TikTok. Yeah. We all remember. It wasn't a TikTok. TikTok I don't even think TikTok was around then. Sure. Uh, but anyways, I did take a video and then I said Antonio Brown this this year during preseason and like it got a ton of tweets, retweets. I mean, like twenty five thousand, something yeah. to that effect. Well, Ian Harditz tries to tweet out the same thing a couple hours later and I was getting tagged saying, hey, easy. And then Ian, uh, you know, Ian apologized. And, Man, uh, Ian is Ian is good at the viral tweets. Like his, like yeah. I'll see his tweets, and I'm like, yeah, that's you know, that's that's funny, that's good. But like people, the people who follow Ian just love his bits because he, like, his tweets do numbers. It's very impressive yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, goals for you, Davis. I, I would feel like. Well, Ian's very good. He like just tweets about football. He tweets about yeah. what his audience wants. Imagine the audience Ian could have if he argued with uh, no coiners about Bitcoin. Yeah, I had to put it. I had to put a dollar in the Frisco Josh jar today. He got me. Some Satoshi you put in there. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I had to put a. I had to put a sat in the lightning wallet today. My 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 Hermsmeyer lightning wallet. You the thing, what you describe, Davis, your formula for how you process whether to give credit or not, you could pivot to like a Rex Chapman style Twitter account where you just repost videos without credit from anyone else that sure. have, you know, very, you know, viral friendly content. So um, Davis did do this at one point in time with Reddit threads. He would take like popular Reddit threads and then try to tweet them. That's not even that's not even true. What David what David is recalling no, was what this used is true. to be I, I 
I remember. What you are recalling is one of my most popular tweets of all time, which was, I, I want to say it was like a Titans Bengals game where what wasn't it like the too soon. Too, too the, soon. I think it was like the score was 13, 13 with 13 minutes left and 13 seconds on third down and 13 or something. And it was like, Oh no, it was a chargers game. Uh, Bengals chargers. And that was for a long time, one of my most popular tweets but it was from a it was from a reddit thread you're right yeah and you did not give credit to that reddit thread no okay and then if i may davis one last story uh because we're when we're unearthing some things during davis's early days with fantasy insiders he was writing a baseball article and god rest in peace man i can't believe that was my life he ripped off um, Matthew Barry. It was an homage. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, mental, the mental gymnastics you're doing on this episode, Davis. Welcome. So welcome Matthew to my Barry life, used Nate. to say on, you know, back when they used to do with Nate, and they used to do like the baseball podcast as well. Um, did that? I'll like, give you. Evan, I'll, I'll, Evan I'll give you. Crushed it like a grape. I wow! I, I was going to give you internet points if you could remember the player. That's very impressive to me. Well, I remember because like I had this, you know, people tweeting me, oh, you got this guy who's uh, ripping off TMR. And uh, again, you were like 21, 22 at the time. And it was just a learning. It was just a Whatever learning point for you. Evan Gaddis? I'm glad to see we've come so far from those early days where now ripping off someone is now just merely an homage to them. Okay, yeah. uh, let's go. Go ahead, Davis. No, I'm just. You're right. When I do it, it's an homage. <laughs> okay, I want to just. Uh, and if you have any topics in the chat, feel free to bring them out. Uh, bring them up. But remember, I have a heart out. Um, I want to talk about the state of dynasty football that I am in right now. <laughs> the state of dynasty football that I. am in. You had me at the first half. Yeah. <laughs> so that I'm in right now because of our insider. Most people will remember if you listen to the show for any period of time that the whole best ball dynasty super flex tight end premium draft kind of this, started. This team, your greatest this team you have to the world. This team you have is is a stone cold nightmare, David. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. But here's here's the thing in this league is that only like three teams are trying and nine teams are like trying to actively tank. Yeah. And I would just, I would, I, I want there to be some sort of balance there because if I'm tanking, I don't want to have to compete with all these other tanking teams. There's, there's nothing you can do when you play with min maxers. Like if you played in a, if you played in a dynasty league with just normal bros on the FFPC, you'd have a good distribution. But when you play, with douchebag DFS guys who are playing dynasty, they understand the trade-offs in a much more clear way. So you don't have any of these middling teams. And it, 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 it does to be honest with you, it does create a much less fun experience. Cause I'm in a bunch of leagues with DFS min maxers and they're all like that. Whereas either you're trying to win or you're trying to tank. And honestly, there are always so many teams trying to tank the buyers get the best of it in every deal. They get to make every trade, for 70 cents on the dollar. We, uh, Peter and I are in a league where Michael Leone just traded away uh, uh, 
Derrick Henry, Aaron Rodgers, and some top 10 wide receiver. I don't, I think it was Tyreek for the equivalent of like a first round pick and multiple seconds. And that was all he got. And the first round pick is in 2024. And he doesn't even have his own first round pick this upcoming year. So he's going to finish dead last, but not even have his own pick in the first, just because that's what you have to do. He's actively tanking in our league as well. So I mean, well, this- I- he that Again. that that he he put himself in that spot. This was a league where he traded <laughs> two firsts and two seconds for David Johnson. He didn't know what he was doing. Well, I mean, we this was all learning lessons for us, Davis, because you also traded Travis Kelsey. Without, but I got I got a first without round getting pick. without understanding the market though. You waited till yeah, after that's the draft true. That's to true. decide to tank. But that uh, that trade did end up being fine for me thoughts peter how do we fix this how do we fix this state of dynasty that i'm that in? you're in how do we fix? I think <laughs> how do we, how do we help david's team <laughs> more walks more meditation <laughs> uh david i'll give you a third round pick for james connor no we're not gonna do live dynasty stuff so, on this show ex- say succinctly what are you what are you trying to to fix what what do you what do you think i want more balance to? I want more. I want more teams going for it. I feel like yeah, he doesn't want the min maxers. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know if it's opening it up to because like in the insiders league, it's like four of the twelve make the playoffs. So maybe it's introducing a little bit of how we say variance and saying six. Well, it's hard to have. It's hard to have six teams make the playoffs in basketball. In managed leagues, six teams making the playoffs is for dynasty and that does create more variance like the six seed team they get hot for three weeks can win but it it, in best ball also reduces the variance a little bit in terms of like a bad team you know making the right start sits for three weeks or whatever i mean there's there's stuff it sounds like what you're kind of asking for is even some almost like anti-tanking measures or incentivizing more people going for Instead it like I'm in- more people to win yes yeah i don't care if you tank like i understand yeah. that tanking is a valid you could, you could flatten you could flatten the payouts where third and fourth and second are making more of the prize pool or like a mandatory dispersal for like the bottom th- i don't know like you know it's what am i one of my keeper leagues has this thing I like where um, in addition to the buy-in, there's a tax for every loss that you have. And so at the oh, end of the year, smart. we all settle up. And so it kind of keeps people fighting at the end because they're like, I don't want to pay this extra 50 bucks um, because I had uh, a random loss. So like, I think you could do some stuff like that. I feel like negative incentives are probably going to be a little better. Um, I, that's, a, that's a good idea. I like that a lot. Or like every, uh, for the best ball leagues, it would be like for every 50 points you are under league average you owe or something like that. The issue is that you have to collect up front because like you already have an issue with the dynasty leagues. Of course, but like general, this this is not just, I I guess this is not just the state of dynasty that I'm in, but every Oh, oh, now it's macro. (laughs) Right. I mean, we we do the we we do the thing in these leagues where you have to pay for every year you've traded a first round pick. So if you decide to trade your twenty twenty four first round pick, you have to pay up for that year. The other thing we do in that league is we have a a lottery element for that, so you're not guaranteed the number one pick if you have yeah. the worst record. Um, Ooh, I like another, that. Yeah, 
NBA style, make it not quite as cut and dry for tanking. Just kind of. How many dynasty leagues are you in, Davis? Well, less than I think I'm in nine. I I cut out two FFPC leagues and uh, two MFL leagues this offseason, though. I was like, I can't. I just can't do this. I'm in I'm in four or five, but I'm down to just one strictly managed league. The rest managed. are all best ball dynasty. And and I co-own I co-own one with Leone and two with Bankmeyer. So wait, it's so Hermsmeyer? Is that what you call him? Bankmeyer? No, that's Dink. Can, I, can we get a reality TV show with Davis and Herbsmeyer co-managing a dynasty team together? I, we'd get along. I, I, under that context, we'd have nothing to disagree about. I'm sure it would be it would go swimmingly. Um, yeah, I'm in two, and one was three years ago. One was two years ago. What's the second? I think I'm ready for in? a third one. It's the best league ever that Brett Devine does. I actually have a really good team in there. David, this, this uh, league that you and I've been in has been running for longer than three years. Maybe four years. I, you know, when you create stuff, things get <laughs> I lost. mean, you're the originator. I'll ask yeah. the question everyone's wondering. Is yeah. it the best league ever? Um, it's pretty good, except for the fact that Britt manages it. It's <laughs> like beats you down with, uh, with trade offers. And like, we got this new guy in this league and, he just, he was like, hey, I'm open for trades. Well, everyone, you know, doesn't really take, no one's taking the time to send this guy all these trades. If someone says I'm open to trades, you just don't want to waste your time, right? Except for Britt, who grinds all the edges, and I guess wears him down to this ridiculous trade. I'll never um, forget Britt tweeting out his Postmates referral code. That was an all-timer. <laughs> like, sign up for Postmates through my link, bro. I mean, the he top shot stuff also was was interesting. We had to we had to create a new top shot group because Britt was too emotional about the the price of these moments. Turns out, turns out he was right. Sell all I your know. bags. That's what. Oh, all right, um, Peter. It's your turn to choose a topic. Mm, thank you, Dave. Um, let me yep. check my uh, section here of notes. Um, all right. How about this? Since we are uh, in BBM three season, all the all the everyone knows the top rookies, all the all the first round pick guys. But who who are these super deep sleepers that have a chance to be this year's Chase Claypool? That have a chance to be this year's Elijah Mitchell? Who are the guys that we should be grabbing before Peter, their ADPs? Have you ever heard of Justin Ross? I have, but I have a hard time envisioning him being relevant this year. Um, Jalen Tolbert is probably the wide receiver, probably gonna probably gonna end up starting for the Cowboys by like week three or four. Uh, Tyrion Davis Price, the 49ers third round running back. Uh, Brian Robinson, he's super sneaky, I think, because I just the Washington Commanders they just like will never commit to Antonio Gibson, like just for they keep playing, they're playing Jarrett Patterson his rookie year, they were playing Peyton Barber, like they just always want to give another guy some touches um so, so i drafted are... i drafted brian at the end of the third in this in the league that i actually have a good team in because nice good when you, you think about best ball the guy it feels like it just feels like when they drafted him they're just telling everybody this guy's gonna vulture all of the touchdowns inside of the five yard line 
Uh, Keontae Ingram for the Cardinals. He's like the like the best ball bros love Dino Benjamin. He's like the new Eno Benjamin, but like a bigger guy. So and and they don't really have anyone behind James Conner. You know, it's Eno Benjamin, Keontae Ingram, Jonathan Ward behind him. But they they've never really given Jonathan Ward offensive touches. He's always been a special teamer. And I mean the the guys that are going to probably get steamed up and be too expensive just because they're going to project well from a volume perspective is probably what Algier and Damian Pierce. Because people Algier, are just gonna be able to, yeah. Algier is like gonna be drafted in like the seventh round by September, probably. Yeah, probably comparable to where Michael Carter was going last year. Which worked mm-hmm. out, you know. Carter, I, we had like eight hundred yards and four touchdowns. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of interested in like, you know, who are the guys that even though they might not have the immediate path to carries like Pierce and Algier, but have you know bell cow upside. In, in a contingent sense. I mean, like Rashad white, I mean, he could oh. be the bell cow if, if Fournette gets hurt, right? Your, your fantasy BFF is like insane about Rashad white. These takes, he was flying off to me yesterday. It's like, he's got him ranked at like the back end of the first round in, in these rookie drafts. He loves Rashad white. I don't well, know if do I see Pat, that. Do you know what Pat, Pat doesn't love Rashad white. He loves betting against Leonard Fournette. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's, a good that's, that's his favorite pastime. Isn't White like the, uh, you know, people were talking about being like the next David Johnson type player, and that's why yeah. they need. Yeah, Fournette I think too. that's actually a really good comp. Yeah. Um, here's, if I may, Davis, still your next topic that you're going to go with. Here's my next topic. The Ravens and the Titans, as it is now when they're wide receivers, like, what, There's money what to be we, made if you guess the second guy. Right. Like, what are we doing with this, with like Duvernay? Like, we talked about it a little bit last week. I'm not, but... I'm not doing any, I'm not doing anything with them yet. Like, not that, not like if you had it some inside beat or if you're like the world's biggest James Proche fan and, and that's an angle you want to take in the 18th round, I have no issue with it. I'm just not there yet. Yeah. I just in these dynasty drafts, especially like Duvernay's going and like NWI, they're going with these guys that you don't even know if they're going to make the team this year. Well, Duvernay um, will make the team because he's a special teamer, but Westbrook well, you're, might not. No, Westbrook. Could, what? NWI is making the team, Davis. I'm talking about I mean, these could, other they rookies. Could sign, they could sign Jarvis Landry. They could sign no. Odell Beckham. No. Like they just signed. They just signed Westbrook Akeen to a new deal and i think they liked him enough where they decided to go cornerback instead of um a well they cut receiver. josh they cut josh reynolds last year after signing him to the free agent deal so you're probably right you're probably right that they like him they just I, don't I have think anybody Dennis else. D is a little more settled than the ravens because you're yeah, gonna have ravens, robert woods like, and and westbrook Akeen. the ravens you could see someone pop up who like is not being drafted like c85 targets I mean, yeah. because the real thing is they need they need someone to fill the deep threat role, right? Yeah. I mean, who who's going to fill the, the Marquis Brown? Which, They're set over the be, middle. Which would be Duvernay, I think. Taking the top a better off. deep ball than Ty, Tylen Wallace? Uh, I mean, Devin Duvernay, let's see here. I'm going to, I'm just going to guess he ran a 4 4. Uh, let's see if this is true or not. Four three nine, Yeah. So that would make him better than Tylen Wallace, who, who, was like yeah, fine. Four 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 nine for 
Yeah. Tylon Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got in Baltimore, the two tight ends being drafted reminiscent of however many years ago, Charlie, Charlie Kalar, I think can play. I actually, I actually think they will use him. He, he well, he's was, going way lower than likely. Kalar Isaiah was a like really him. good receiving tight end at Iowa state. I, I like him. I also like the guy the Eagles took, Grant Grant Calcaterra. He was. He I was figured you would have liked the guy that the Titans took. The some team just signed a basketball player power forward. Uh, let's see if I can let's see if I can dig that up. This is but, Chig. Oh, I just want to say. His oh, first the name Maryland the Maryland guy. Yeah, I yeah, do. Big, I do uh, like him. People are saying that he might be the next John U. Smith with the Titans. Oh, uh, the Browns That's the quickest signed... way to Davis's or Kitchen's heart. <laughs> uh, the Browns signed tight end Marcos Santos Silva, 6'6", 260 power forward, who played for Texas Tech and is now signing with the Browns to play tight end. First show to tout Marcos Santos Silva. I mean, just to not to you know be the wet blanket on the the rookie hopium parade here but we have gotten pretty spoiled in these past years Extremely. with really big impact rookie superstar rookies you know the jamar chases the eli mitchell's like we could just get rugged hard <laughs> this year where like none of these guys are fantasy relevant like that is could, within the range could be the year to just be drafting dusty old vets like damian williams like Dave, like if damian williams leads the falcons backfield and touches is anyone really that surprised i i don't think i would be no so you're saying uh, the year Leone wins BBM three. <laughs> because yeah. it's just uh, the, eight year old players on his roster. My next talking point was I think every Chiefs pass catcher is underpriced, uh, other than Travis Kelsey, obviously. But there's I, like 40 of them. That's the thing, is the market the market is throwing up their hands and saying we don't know if it's Juju. We don't know if it's MBS. We don't know if it's Hardman. We, I, the market is saying they really like Sky more. Um, but so I think probably like the average outcome is none of them end up being that good. You know, they kind of all settle in between that like wide receiver 28, wide receiver 40 range, and none of them have like a great fantasy season, but they could, right? Like what, like uh, MVS could just run hot on deep balls and score 10 touchdowns. Or Smith Schuster could just, you know, be healthy and the Chiefs are running this like West Coast ball control offense and he sees like an absurd target share the way he did when he was uh, in his second season for Pittsburgh. Like I, I just I, I so I just want to take stabs on a lot of those guys because the market is kind of giving them to you. Smith Schuster is like sixth round, but the rest of like MVS in the 13th round, Hardman in the 15th round. Like I know we we joke about like I I'll I'll never stop Martin Galing Hardman and I won't. But these are like very equitable prices. I think the I always like viewing those situations through this lens. Not that it's the end all be all, but which one of those non-Kelsey receivers has a chance to be a top 36 pick in fantasy drafts next year? Smith Probably Schuster. only Sky Moore, right? No, Sky I Moore, think I yeah. think I think Juju definitely can. You think Juju could be a, a a third round pick next year? If I mean, especially if Travis Kelsey gets He's a one trick pony, Davis. It's Take a, tr- off it's the a home really valuable. Bro. It's a really valuable trick, though. Jarvis Jarvis Landry Jarvis Landry never ran anything but like six yard dig routes and was a wide receiver. You know, was a top wide receiver. Jalen Jalen Waddle last year they didn't throw the ball to Jalen Waddle ever at all. Drafting Landry in the third round. Yes. 
Yeah. Maybe you were. To me, the real interesting thing is how steamed up does Sky Moore get? And I realize the call might be coming from inside the house to where no. there isn't <laughs> as much meat on the bone for, for that potential, you know, first, first day, like third day of rookie OTAs, Andy Reed comes out and is like, you know, sky, he's doing everything we ask of him. He's phenomenal. And then, you know, Kelsey says, Oh, you know, Kelsey will come out and do like his cute little thing of like, you know, we don't miss Tyreek at all or something to that effect. And then, you know, Mahomes will come out in his squeaky frog voice and be like, Hey, you know, we love Sky. Like, you know, like you, you can just see it all. You Wait, can that's, see it all happening. that's your squeaky frog voice. I mean, the thing is, is Patrick Mahomes' voice just sounds like my voice. So it's hard for me to do an impression <laughs> no. of my own voice. <laughs> so yes, I took him yesterday, uh, end of round 10. Smash, smash it every time. You're you're gonna have that for like four more days. Yeah, because right now you literally can't. You have to literally search for him. He does not have an ADP in the applet. You have to literally search for him. Yeah, I I would say if he ends up higher than where Jalen Waddle was going last year, which was what kind of like mid seventh, I think was probably about his peak. That's where I think you start to get really really nervous about what side there. No, I agree. And I, I think your point is that of these guys, Sky is the most likely to be top 36 next year. And I think MBS and Hardman are drawn completely dead to go that high. Like, I think I think yeah. those guys. But, you know, it is best ball, remember? So, like, I, I, was, I, I was saying this to, I was saying this to Leone in a totally non-tongue-in-cheek way. But, like, I don't care about how many total points Marquez Valdez scaling scores because I feel really confident he's going to have like four weeks of 20 plus. Like I feel, I feel pretty, pretty confident in that. And I, for best ball purposes, I love the, I love the ambiguity for the Raven situation for the chief situation, because one of my pitfalls in previous years has just been smashing the same wide receiver three or four yes. over and over oh. where this, it just makes it easy. Take some Duvernay, take some Tylen Wallace, take some Hardman, take some MBS, just like split your exposures because we have a, no a chief, a chief in every draft, by the way, just while we're here, uh, Ronald Jones is also like a 14th round pick and is like a CEH ankle turn away from having that backfield to himself. Might I mean, not C- even take an ankle turn. CEH, by the way, I'm not going to be able to help myself there either because he's like a ninth round pick. <laughs> CEH is going. CEH is going after Michael Carter. The the market. Davis. Is drafting- it kind of sounds like you're high on Chiefs players. This year. <laughs> it's just no, that. No. Okay. I, you have named every single Chiefs player. Obviously, I am, and I think that the market will correct this moving forward. But right now, the total lack of certainty on what their offensive distribution is going to be like means that all of their players are like a factor too cheap. And I think maybe that'll be you know if Ch is a eighth round pick and Ronald Jones is an eleventh round pick, Sky Moore and Juju are going off in like the seventh and the eighth. Hardman gets up to the 13th. MBS gets up to the 14th. Like those are all appropriate prices, but they're all just a smidge too cheap right now. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You, uh, I'm going to ask you in a few minutes about your, your hot take from this draft. You need to make a bold hot take that we revisit in a year. So <clears throat> Davis, it cannot be chiefs related. Make it something else other than being chiefs related. Uh, Khalil Shakir, we, we talked yeah. about, um, 
Nick says with the Bills with Beasley and Sanders going, he has been getting a lot of uh, steam. Connor says James Cook exciting too. Both these guys are all over the Twitter timeline right now. So how high is too high for these guys, Peter? Um, I'm way more excited about James Cook for fantasy this year than I am about Shakir. Uh, that he just seems like his path to being relevant is much harder. Whereas James Cook could come in right away, be the pass catching back, and he might just be better than even Devin Singletary and have pass to three down upside. And similar to Davis's thesis with the Chiefs, like you just want to be taking the young players in these ambiguous high powered offenses. Like if he finished the season as a top 10 running back the past, like the last five weeks of 2022, that wouldn't shock anyone. I don't think like that, that offense can support running back production like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm way more interested in cook. I think it'll take Shakir a, a long, a long road to, to have a valuable role in that offense. All right. I got a, I got a question for you, Pete. Uh, Gabriel Davis's rookie season he had 35 receptions, 600 yards, and seven touchdowns. Are you taking the under on all those numbers for Khalil Shakir? Yes, I would. I would hammer them. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, get, which, by the way, Gabriel Davis, uh, I am. I have been. I, I'm going to pound that button because wide receiver gets really dead where he's going, and I like him way more than Hunter Renfro and Darnell Mooney, who he goes right next to. There's a wide receiver dead zone? Yes. You like him more than Mooney? Yes. Explain. They're hanging like, my... why don't why don't you like Mooney this year? I, really I am the I am the go- I am the godfather gif with with Justin Fields. Look how they massacred my boy. Like they just want him to fail. They they have set this up to be the most boring, painful team to watch. And I just think it's gonna be I just think it's gonna be tough. Okay. Because like, well, just talking through the Shakir stuff too. I mean, his best case scenario to me feels like a Josh Palmer type season from last year with the chargers, right? Where you get on the field, some catch a few TDs, but just are not the caliber of player where you're commanding a huge market share as a rookie. And Josh Palmer had what? I'm like at 353 yards, four TDs. Like that to me more seems like the Shakir line. And in general, I think you should probably just be taking the under on any of these receivers who don't have first or second round draft capital. Well, I, I, I want it on the record. I'm bullish on Tolbert because if he can play, he has no roadblocks. Well, Tolbert again, seems to me like he could have the type of Palmer season with maybe a little bit more, um, upside just because if, if Gallup is slow out the gate, maybe he has a bigger role where he doesn't have to just come on late. Like he could just be on the field from day he one. He could like, I mean, if, if Tolbert comes into camp and plays well, I would assume he's immediately ahead of James Washington too, because James Washington got signed for what I think three and a half million dollars, one year deal. Like not, not even like in the DJ shark territory. Um, so I think that, I think that's solid. Davis, uh, just to recap the episode so far, Davis is high on Chiefs and Cowboys players. No one could have predicted this. 
We're all oh. we're all looking for the guy who did this. <laughs> um, I want some um, some takes on Malik Willis because honestly, I did not Titans I did not Titans. like this pick. No, Titans are are super sharp. This was this was really good by them. I think this was. Just, I think the Titans had a great draft. Well, they gave up AJ Brown. Well, Here's my they got thing: tra- they got if you're planning Burks, for the future, yes, they had a good draft. I just think they should have capitalized on now. I don't. This is not dynasty in the state that the Titans are in. This is like you play to win now. And I, I don't that, think they're better after the draft than they were. before. No, because I think I think they did some very good self reflecting. And I think they, I think they looked at it and they said, we cannot be trying to beat the bills and the chargers and the chiefs at their own game. We need to get ourselves in a good cap situation. We have good culture. Mike Brabel, good head coach clearly has a good relationship with his players. You know, not a situation where everyone's trying to save their jobs. Let's see what happens this year. Let's get Malik Willis in the building. Let's get Traylon Burks in the building. And like, let's just see what happens but let's not go all in on trying to be the one seed in the last year that the, because this is the last year that the bills and the chargers are not paying the mega money to their quarterbacks. Wait, doesn't this all come full circle to the dynasty problem, right? The DFS mid maxers, you either go all in or you full blown tank and the Titans are middling it right now. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like they're, I was about to say is that they're going for that six seed and trying to get hot at the right time, I would just rather them improve what they have. Like they had. What did you What did you make of Ryan Tannehill's press conference today, Dave? What did he say? Um, honestly, I thought it I'd, was. I've been I thought working. It was, um, someone in the chat you were said on a walk. That, stop. Yes. <laughs> um, but someone in the chat said that he said he had to go to counseling after the Bengals loss. I, I thought it was a really good. I thought it was a really good interview. He was really honest about um, about how, you know how brutal that loss was, but also was threw some shade at the Titans a little bit. He said they didn't tell him they were going to take Malik Willis, and they didn't tell him they were going to trade Adrian Brown. Said he found out about both things on Twitter. Which yeah, but here's the thing. Also, from the opposite <laughs> side, is that like Buddy didn't show up for offseason workouts. Um, like the Titans at some point That's your star quarterback, Dave. He can do no wrong. Star? <sighs> I know. Like stars leg- I mean, but that was the worst game of his career. Like even a even like an average game, they would have beat the Bengals that game. And he like he's got to live with that for the rest of his life. Like that's going to haunt him. John yeah, Robinson Dave, We're not we're not uh we're not we're not really trying to like you know uh, you know be mean to Ryan Tannehill on the show. We're kind of trying to build him up as opposed to uh, it, no, it but literally cost you yeah. nothing to say nice things about Ryan. That's Tannehill. what I'm saying is that like people that said we got to replace him, we got to replace him. It was one bad game. Now here's here's where it concerns me a little bit is that that one bad game and like obviously it did a number on him where he had to go to counseling. Hopefully he's in a better spot. But that that bad game turns into like just big time slump. Who was took, the? Uh, that's why they took Malik Willis, bud. Right, and I think he's gonna be the starting quarterback in in two years. But who was the magic player? Uh, I can't believe I'm three point shooter Brian. 
you're way too young to remember yeah, this. Yeah, we don't this guy, remember. We don't Brian remember. Skiles or something? We, we don't remember the ADA. No, that was a coach. Brian Scott? Uh, someone in the chat, who is the magic player that missed those free throws at the end and he could never get back on track? I do know who you're talking. Like, I do remember this, but I don't know who it is. This guy was, uh, I mean, he was like an all-star. He was a three-point shooter, and then all Nick he had to Anderson? do was make. Nick Anderson. That's who it was. So, um, yeah, thank you, Paul. There you go. Um, after that game, he he was toast. Like, it was just like there is that that mental aspect, and that's what my only concern about Tannehill is because I still think he's a legit quarterback. But, like, what's the difference in a year from now from he and Malik Willis? I don't know that. Um, what do you what do you think that uh, what do you think about the idea of him saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis? Well, I mean, didn't Brett Favre say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers? And like, look how that relationship turned out. 20 years of a beautiful friendship <laughs> between those two guys. <laughs> yeah, like he didn't reach out. It, it was concerning to me more than that that like they drafted Traylon Burks and he did not reach out to Traylon like right away. Like that's your, that's going to be your star quarter, your star wide receiver. And I think we probably seen should this stuff reach out though. play out. Right. I mean, these players, we see it with the Kyler Murray scrubbing his Instagram. Like this is how they're able to be passive aggressive. He was clearly yes. upset that he wasn't in the inner circle for some of these moves. And now how can he be petty and show that he's not happy, not reaching out to Burks saying he's not going to venture Malik Willis. It's like his only recourse for getting back at how the Titans handled it. Yeah. So we'll see how that uh, plays have out. We, but I mean, there's, have we talked about the Packers on this show yet? We we talked about all these teams with a completely bereft wide receiver depth chart. Are we not going to talk to Packers? No, like, are you high on Christian Watson? Watkins, Lizard King himself, bro. He is he is uh, he is FFD, and you can. I mean, if Sammy Watkins has nine hundred yards and six touchdowns, who's really surprised? Not me. I would be. I would be surprised. I've always believed. <laughs> Davis, no, for the past eight, three years, all you said about Sammy is that he is dust. Like that's like you. You're actually you use the word Sammy. You're you're, you're actually you're actually you're actually. This is revisionist history. What you're actually getting wrong is that when he came into the NFL, I said he was dust. He was really good, and then he has been passed around the NFL like a half lit joint. And I've been chasing. How old him. is he? 28 i believe peter can you verify that he's 28 right. june june he's wrapped in that 2014 class yeah yeah so i said he I, it was like odell beckham like i said he sucked when he came in he was good i came around and then i got burnt on the back end and sammy Watkins, he's gonna get me both ways yeah. he got me coming in and he's gonna get me going out because i will continue to chase him <laughs> until he retires. sammy in cold weather with those soft tissue injuries it's, it's Here's just a, a recipe for disaster. I have the solution for every single thing you said. So this is what you do with Rogers. You stack him with both Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson. Sammy Watkins carries you through the warm months, the early fast start for the veterans. And then Christian Watson is the hammer that comes on weeks 15 to 17. This is why they pay Pete the big bucks. Easy game. Easy game. Correct. All right. <laughs> All right. I do. Uh, I do think like I, to. I, I'm kind of interested in Sammy Watkins as well because 
Rogers, I mean, Christian Watson, Watson better be getting these breakfasts in now going on fishing trips with Rogers. I mean, because if he doesn't get in his good graces, we we will never see him. This again. is this is the point that needs to be made, which is that if Watson like looks at Rogers wrong the first day of training camp or like comes up short on a deep ball in a preseason game, like goodbye. They're, enjoy it because you're never seeing him again. What are you doing about the tight end situation there? Punyon. He's back. Sucks. Yeah. Off of an injury. He wasn't even supposed to be the guy there. And then you got Deguera or whatever his name is. He's an, also he's an in the mix. He's like, he's like Kyle Juszczyk. Hmm. Got any Johnny we'll insight right. for us, bud? <sighs> no. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> that would be the, the insight is just don't. 16, uh, $16 million dollar a year fullback. Belichick does it again. Oh man, the the Patriots draft is just love. They're love losing. He's losing some of that luster um, that everyone was piling on like four or five years ago about I mean, had, what geniuses they were. Five straight like F minus drafts. Oh, so like it, it's always interesting to see everyone else's reaction. All right, I do have a hard out, so guys, we have to get off the show. But I, I want to get your uh, final thoughts and takes as far as bold take we're gonna do it before anyone else does it bold take right now for the 2022 season what is it davis Jahan dotson sucks he'll end up being like the 17th best wide receiver from this class and he will wash out of the nfl and be in whatever spring league uh hayden uh not hayden uh just cody main and justin freeman are touting in 2025 Okay, so Dotson sucks. Uh, Peter? All right, I'll do a more positive one since this is, you know, trying to foster a positive work it's environment It costs here. nothing to be yeah. nice to your friends. And a guy who we have not talked about or mentioned yet. I will say David Bell is a 4-5 oh. turn pick in 2023 underdog drafts, indicating he has a very nice year. Kitchen, there you, you got to get to your Mooncat yeah. stream. Yeah, well, no, I gotta get to my meeting. Uh, let me know. You know what you're gonna be the in the chat for that Mooncat stream. You wouldn't miss that for the world. He wouldn't miss that Mooncat stream for, for thirty two. Honest, years. honestly, I have no clue what even Mooncat stream is. That's how disconnected I am. No way. Right you now. were Logan. Even I tagged promise. you with the tweet on Twitter. Yeah, and then it said like could not see. It said like could not see tweet. Like the original tweet something's was deleted. Going, or something. Something's happening weird with Twitter because that's been happening in a ton of threads. I was like, did the Lucky Trader block me because I. I saw that too, but it's just Twitter bugging out. All right. Thanks everyone for being with us. Uh, I'm not sure about next week, but you know, that's life. No, we'll be doing a show next week. Cause we live, do a show every week here on the channel to your best ability. All right. We'll see you later. Peace. <laughs>